Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Happy 4th of July weekend slash week, possums. Um, I'm ready for a whole lot of America debauchery uh, coming up here. I don't know if you guys are, but this is this is my time to shine. I love this holiday. If you guys, real quick, welcome to the show. If you guys need to know where to find us, it's in the credits below. You can find us wherever. Buy a possum t-shirt. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok. We're putting content out all the time. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But um Guys, I just, you know, this weekend means so much to me. I Not so much as a patriotic way, just because I love to party my ass off and, and have a three-day weekend, basically. So what I want to know is what are your favorite debauchery items for the 4th of July? Not even items, just acts, parties, whatever you want to do. I like to uh, I like to be on the boat. It's always yep. an excuse. Uh, I will say, though, like the main reason I love any holiday – like this is that I get Monday off work. That's yes. my number one. The three day weekend is just, it's, it's hard to come by, man. It's just, that's the best time. But I, I will say being on the boat, just fucking, it's never, I honestly, I always am like, Oh, I'll get, I'll stay sober. So my dad can, you know, get drunk. No, it's always me. <laughs> uh, this weekend is the only weekend of the year that I care about UFC fights. Uh, oh. The UFC plans. They're like, I don't know. I'm sure UFC fans are going to roast me for this, but I, I think that they build some of their better UFC fight cards around 4th of July weekend. And the we, the one fight this weekend is something I'm looking forward to. I have no idea who's in it, but I am going to have a blast drinking and watching it. I can already hear the types going on in the Twitter Twitter sphere yeah. right now. They are just You're gonna mad get lit up. I, I mean, I, it's not like I, care. I, I don't care about the sport. I just enjoy watching it this weekend because this – is usually the one of the better fights of the year. Nothing more American than watching two men just fight each other. 
Yeah, <laughs> having some drinks, watching two guys beat the shit out of each other. I'm, I'm ready. So I, Joe, love, your, I love playing golf. Man. My yeah, debauchery, playing golf, um, drinking beer. I love screeching eagles. Um, you know, our international folks that listen to us, uh, that doesn't happen all that often here in America. Maybe some places it does, but the screeching eagle really uh, – it's a popular theme. So if I hear that this weekend, I'll just get America chub and, and keep drinking. But um, my international folks, um, if you want to partake in some 4th of July festivities, go find a body of water, um, a pool. You can be at a golf course. I'm going to play some golf. You can and a be a bottle of booze. Yeah. And get a bottle of booze, some beer, play some Sogies. fucking classic rock and just chill the fuck out this weekend. And that's what we'll be doing. So celebrate with us. Um, guys, we got the AFC West today. And um, this is a heavy hitter. This is a heavy docket. This is a UFC 4th of July weekend fight night of a fucking we, division. We planned. Tied it all together. Yeah, exactly. We, to we planned it this way because this is exactly that. The, the, the heavyweight division in all of pro football. And we need to get into it. So let's no, just. Well, let me, what, let me what, talk what? about it. I was playing Madden the other day. And uh, I played <laughs> the Chargers. And they fucking kicked my ass. So, Bill. Kick us off. Oh, wow. This that is, was, that this was is a literal I'm arms surprised. race. This like is a that? literal arms race of a division right here. This offseason has been wild. Well, let's talk about the one that I think we can, well, maybe can say that reloaded the most this offseason, and that's the L.A. Chargers. So the L.A. Chargers, kind of a disappointing end of the season last year, seeing as how they didn't make the playoffs when we all kind of thought they would. Um, as far as offensive talent, they didn't really gain anyone of note. I guess you could say Isaiah Spiller, they drafted. I had him as my RB2 going into the uh, draft, like prior to everything that, you know, happened at the end of the, the Kenneth Walker might come on and all that stuff. But Isaiah Spiller was my guy. But as far as everybody else on offense, we're kind of bringing back the same cast of characters. Um, so Justin, we'll start at the top, Justin Herbert. He's been QB2, according to Underdog. Um, In my research, I I don't see necessarily how that could go wrong. I mean, he's going to be – I'm probably not going to draft him because he's going to go way too high, but I cannot fault anyone uh, that ends up with Justin Herbert. I'm going to go ahead and bet that he starts the the second run of quarterbacks because I bet somebody's going to go Josh Allen in like the third round and nobody else is going to touch anybody. Then Pat Mahomes might sneak off the board even though I don't know if we think Pat Mahomes is going to have quite the same year. But then okay. I think that that that's that run of quarterbacks that starts where every team takes one, Justin Herbert will be the headliner of that one. And I can't can't blame anybody. Justin Herbert's got quite the cast to throw to this year. So we got uh, wide receiver 12 and wide receiver 13 in underdog. That would be Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, Joe's going to hate that, that <laughs> Mike Williams is literally being drafted immediately after Keenan Allen when it comes to wide receivers. And they also have a sneaky guy this year in Josh Palmer. So for those of you who don't remember, Josh Palmer was uh, drafted out of Tennessee last year in the third round. Um, this is his year. He's finally going to get into the starting lineup, it looks like, um, as far as where we're at in camp right now. He's currently being drafted wide receiver 67. I would just just keep that name in mind, I think, as we go along in the draft, because I think that he might be a key to this offense, especially if Justin Herbert throws a lot. Um, catch on the running backs real quick. Obviously, Austin Eckler, he's running back three. I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. Um, I know I earlier this offseason went off on how I think Austin Eckler is going to not live up to that running back three uh, moniker. I still don't think that. I still think it's going to be a 
run or a throw heavy offense. And I think Isaiah Spiller is going to get more work. He's currently going as an RB 44 in underdog. Uh, Isaiah Spiller is, I think you're, I think Isaiah Spiller is going to be a little bit more important than he's being uh, viewed as right now. And I think once we get closer to the season, I still think Austin Eckler is going to get a heavy workload. He still should be drafted in the top seven, six of players in the, in the draft. I'm not going to try to sway anybody away from that, but he is, I think going to get some competition from Isaiah Spiller. And then last person on offense is Gerald Everett and he's going as tight end 18. I don't, I don't love that. I mean, Jared Cook has been good in that offense, um, but I think with Gerald Everett taking over for him in the beginning, I still don't – I mean, Gerald Everett wasn't very good with Russell Wilson, so I, I, I'm, he's going to have to earn my trust at least. I will not be having him on my team. Guys, what do we think about this offense? Josh, you go ahead, man. You took that deep breath. I, 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 was, I was trying not to overstep you here, but I, if we're <laughs> just going to allow it, then I'm going to go for it. So I have to say um, Eckler – I think, I mean, he's the number one in this division fantasy wise uh, coming out of here. So um, nobody's draft being drafted higher out of this division. Eckler is don't worry about him. Like obviously don't reach for him. Still grab uh, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, maybe Najee above him. Um, But you're not worried about Eckler. Uh, Isaiah Spiller will lighten his workload a little bit, but it'll be a good thing because Eckler is, and I don't want to say it, but uh, he's a little guy. Injuries happen in the NFL, so you never know what could happen. Those those 300 touches that he's gotten the last few years, he needs to stop that. This is a good thing for Eckler. I don't worry about Isaiah Spiller as a bad thing. Also, they've tried so many times to replace, uh, get a second running back there. So this is a good thing. Trust me. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully it's good. Um, and then Josh Palmer, you honestly, you hit, you hit all the high notes. Um, one thing I will say, I don't think Herbert's the number two quarterback. I love Herbert. I, I will get into this in a second, but uh, – he should be number three behind Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen easily. Um, I can't believe he's going number two at the moment, but I do love Herbert. I, I was, I drafted him all over last year cause he was like right in that six, seven range and it worked out really well. So uh, keep an eye out for Herbert. He, he should be great. Don't worry about him as well. Palmer could be phenomenal. And then I don't need to tell you about Keenan Allen and uh, the man who doesn't belong in the league, Mike Williams. Yeah. Joe, let's hear about Mike Williams. Oh, Mike Williams. Uh, you guys have heard this before. He was in a contract year last year. He got his lazy ass off the couch. He walked into camp. He gave it his all to make all this fucking money, and they gave it to him. He's done nothing his whole career. I mean, yeah, you want to watch him run down a seam, fall into the end zone, look very unathletic, and catch a ball every once in a while. That is Mike Williams. He is not a number 13 wide receiver in fantasy. What he did last year was unsustainable. He had six good weeks, and after that, what happened? Nothing, and he reverted back to the person that he was all along. So wolf in sheep's clothing, no. He's a sheep trying to be a wolf, and he's not not dressing well for it. Um, As far as the running backs go, Eckler is a stud. But what I want to pose to you guys, is Isaiah Spiller draftable as a premium handcuff this year? And we're talking about like Alexander Madison range and all that stuff with Spiller's talent. We've seen Eckler get hurt. We've seen Joshua Kelly. We've seen uh, Jackson fill in there. No one's really jumped off of that, but Spiller's talent could vault him easily up into the top 20. If there was an injury to Eckler, not preying on that because Eckler is a stud, but I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Top 10 handcuff for sure. I, Oh, easily. I'd say top five handcuff. Uh, I really, I love that you brought up the Madison comparison because 
Madison has been like one of the biggest joke backups. Uh, like he's like, oh, well, Dalvin Cook has such a valuable workload. So Madison's great to have. But in reality, Madison's not that great of a running back. We don't know right. what Isaiah Spiller is yet. And he could just be a Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, Josh J- Justin Jackson. So I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying we don't His know. His pedigree is a lot better than so it, a way better. I completely yeah. understand that. And I agree. He was the third best running back in the draft at the very least, maybe second, depending on landing spots and stuff. But I'm just saying we don't know what he is. So do not reach for him is what I'm saying. I'm saying if you grab Eckler and you can get him in the 11th round, 10th round, sure, for sure. I don't see anything past the ninth round is a, a dart throw at the point anyway. So don't don't feel like you have to get him. But like if if you see him and your running backs are a little light, grab yourself Isaiah Spiller. But don't be like, I have to have Isaiah Spiller. And I, I, would, I, just say, might... I would say if you grab Eckler, Spiller should be at least one of those last round pencil in people that you are for Especially sure. Especially gonna... in something like underdog with the best ball. I mean, you yeah, know, and... he's going at RB 44 right now. So he's getting the rookie hype. And I do expect that to rise a little bit going into the season. But Same. at RB 44, you know, throw a dart on him, especially of Eckler, because that position in that offense is extremely valuable. We know the Chargers are going to put up a ton of points. And I mean, lastly, what you talked about, you weren't that high on Everett. Um, I think at tight end 18, you could do far worse um, than drafting a guy like Gerald Everett. He showed he can do it with the Rams. Seattle was just an absolute mess last year. We thought he was going to step in. He had a couple of good games. He was serviceable, but we want the Chargers offense. There's We want to get a piece of it. If he's your tight end two, he's your tight end three. If you're loading up an underdog, you could do far worse than Gerald Everett. You know, draft him, draft the Cole Komet, and I think that's a solid one-two tight end punch to start off your season. Oh, whoa, we're reason. not under the Bears yet, Joe. Don't just be bringing up your team like that. Nobody does I don't, that. You I don't get think the you're wrong. In there. I don't think you're wrong. It's just if I'm grabbing a piece of the Chargers offense, the last person I want is Gerald Everett. I would take, I would, I would take Palmer ahead of that just for the sheer potential that Palmer could be a bigger piece of this puzzle, especially if your fraud Mike Williams take really takes off this year. I would say uh, Palmer Guyton, Gerald Everett, Isaiah Spiller, all in the same ballpark, fill out that bench at the end. I would, I'd be okay with any of them on my team for the first three weeks. Just see what happens. If there could be an injury, there could be uh, maybe one of them just breaks out Palmer and Guyton both have had good games. Um, so I like both of those guys as well. I think Guyton's someone that people don't think about. Um, so just keep an eye out. And if Mike will, or Keenan Allen went down, both of those guys would be playing. So we'll see what happens there. But like, yeah, like you said, this is a high powered offense and a team that's going to be playing some really tough games. Uh, we'll get into the schedule in a little bit, but I just, I don't know. I like, I want, I want a part of their passing attack and that's why I would be okay with getting Everett as my backup tight end, because you're not spending a whole lot on your backup tight end. You're getting them at the end. So fair enough. Well, let's talk about another. He killed my Trey McKitty shares. I was all about him. Sure did. Yeah, the McKitty shares plummeted. Plummeted. They went the way of the Doge coin. Um, Let's get on to the defense, which you're also going to want a piece of this offseason. So let's just start with the two premier names at the top. Joey Bosa is going to be a defensive, uh, a DN, probably two or three um, as far as drafts go. Um, I still don't think he's going to crack the obvious names at the top. And then Derwin James is going to be the safety one. He's going to be your top defensive back going into each and every draft, I believe. Um, past that, though, they got Joe's boy, Khalil Mack. I still think there's something left in the tank there, and especially with the amount of other people flying around on this uh, defense, I believe that he will be in position to make those impact plays. 
Uh, Kenneth Murray has been kind of disappointing this far in the defense, but perhaps with just the sheer talent around him, maybe that raises his floor. I think this is maybe a rising tides, you know, lifts all boats kind of situation. I even would take a chance if you need defensive backs, JC Jackson, he's been my favorite, one of my favorite players for the longest time because he's a ball hawk. And then Asante Samuel Jr. is also somebody I think could potentially be serviceable this year, just because here's the thing. If you're going to throw the ball, you're probably not going at JC Jackson. You're probably not going to go at Derwin James. That leaves you Nazir Adderley or Asante Samuel. And I think Asante Samuel by the sheer, just lowest man on the totem pole situation is going to get a lot of tackles this year, just because I think they may go after him um, as the weak point of this defense, even though I don't think he's that weak. Um, Also just want to mention Jerry Tillery defensive end. Don't think he's going to be super important, but he's a name to remember. And then Sebastian Joseph day for D tackle. If you have somebody that's eligible, if you have a D tackle tackle type of league, I think he's somebody that you could look into because again, this defense on paper is nasty and i think that you're gonna want a piece of this defense because again like i said they all got better so that's gonna make the entire defense a little bit better just by the sheer talent around them is this the best is this the best defense in the nfl right now on paper yes uh i mean obviously we got to see it in action but yeah i mean looking for holes ridiculous I know because like I didn't even get to Kyle Van Noy. Like literally, yeah. that's a backup. Van Noy was a hell of a pickup and for him. Van Noy he, could be a starter. A, he's a game wrecker. And then you know you got Troy Reader, mm-hmm. who was semi-serviceable. But the biggest thing is your guy at nickel with Bryce Callahan. Yeah. I mean, you put five DBs out there, and that's that's scary. You're not throwing on those five at all. No, you're not. And that's the like that. It's just picking out who are they going to throw at that is going to get a lot of tackles this season, just because. They're not going to try to test J.C. Jackson or Derwin James, I don't think, as much. Like, I said it as a joke, but, like, I literally played Madden against this team, and they freaking demolished me with updated rosters. Uh, I got through four picks to pretty much every one of those awesome secondary members. But, yeah, I have to say, um, you're I think Max, the true value here for IDP. Joey Bosa op, you're, is an obvious one. You're going to get him mm-hmm. as, like, the third or fourth pick off the board, most likely. I mean, maybe, depending on what you do with linebackers. Um, and then Derwin's the number one safety, pretty much undisputed at this point. Um, but Nasir Adderley's pretty serviceable. I have had him in a couple leagues, and he kind of gets that trickle down effect. Like people don't want to throw to Derwin, people don't want to throw Nasir Adderley and Bryce Callahan and Asante Samuel are all going to be relatively serviceable because of the fact, maybe not Bryce Callahan with the nickelback, but Adderley and Samuel because they're not going to want to throw to JC Jackson and Derwin James. And then right. Khalil Mack, I just like his value. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where he's going, but I imagine in that 20, 25 range. So be an interesting place to get a, you know, third round, get a, a defensive end who's got something to prove. Right. Just, just saying right now, this defense is, if you're playing in a team that fields a team defense, they're ranked as number 13 right now. And if you're waiting on defense and you're in a 12 man league, that is just scrumptious. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to stay. I I don't know how that, how it could stay that way. Just, I mean, like I said, again, this is a paper type of what we're guessing right here, but just based on the names on this paper, I don't know how in the world this defense can be bad this year. But then again, I'll probably say in that and it'll end up being the worst in the league. This is exactly why. This is exactly why team defenses exactly. need to not be a freaking thing because that doesn't make any sense. That's yeah, being number 13. Top, top three, at least. I mean, I know there's other better defenses, but man. 
Yeah, right. I think we're going to advise this entire season before I get to the over under. I think this entire season, just let's just blanket statement. You're probably going to want to back off your wide receivers when they're playing the Chargers. I mean, unless you have one of the top elite talents in the league, it probably is not going to be the week that you try to trot out somebody that's probably going to fail against these guys because JC Jackson's locked down. Derwin is not going to allow a tight end to be serviceable over the middle. Like, it's just not going to happen. I, I We'll see what happens, but I just have a lot of belief in this team, and I'm probably going to advise people not to start their players against the Chargers. Yeah, Chiefs-Chargers games are going to be interesting, especially with the Tyree kill for the deal breaker. Right, because it's like, who is Patrick Mahomes going to throw the ball to? And I don't know. We'll get, and we'll to, get to that next. We will get to that. So the Chargers over-under is 10 games, and I am way over. Way over, you said. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, it. so we got starting off with the Week 17 matchup against Vegas, then Kansas City, Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland. So kind of a softball start there. But then we go Denver, Seattle, Atlanta, San Francisco, Kansas City, Arizona, the Raiders again, Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis, L.A. Rams, Denver. Okay, so the Rams will probably lose to the Chiefs once, even if they lost to the Chiefs both times. And then maybe they lost to Denver once. I still think it's like 12 13. I split the Denver and KC games and still had 12. Yeah. Just so to give them. I just think this has to be over. I mean, they'll probably lose a stupid game in here somewhere. I was but like, they always just about to say, game. I really hope the Chargers lose that, lose that losing one by one point and by one score and by like a missed field goal and all the bullshit they've had. Yeah, that, that's how you're going to have to beat them this year because I just don't see how with this offense and this defense. What can go wrong? So Staley is still the coach. I, I I do like me some Staley. That is a good point. It is Staley the, the coach, which some people really hate and some people really like. So this is this is literally a Madden team right here. They literally built this and they were like, Yeah, that works. It is. So we'll see how the chemistry works. I'm over, Josh over, Joe. I'll go over. Is over as well. Yeah. I'll go over. I, do we have any bet on this? We keep you. we keep picking these. Are we are we gonna bet anything on these? Like are we um well, the problem is I probably have gone over on every team but like two, so I'm probably not it's not gonna go well. You're just the hype man. I really am. I, I get sucked into these teams. Like they look really good and the schedule ends up sounding really stupid and it doesn't work out for me. Okay. Well, moving on. Let's Josh. take us on to uh, a place in Missouri that some people might think is Kansas. Uh, it's Kansas City, and it's in Missouri, and they're the Chiefs. Um, they are, in my opinion, and I, no interrupting for a little bit. I, I'll let you guys have your time. Okay. They are, okay. in my opinion, still the team to beat in the AFC. I mean, obviously, we know about what Buffalo is. We know what some of the, Hey, calm down. All right. Patrick Mahomes is still undisputably a top-two quarterback. So I know this year for Mahomes, you know, shouldn't be the year where he's drafted in like the second round, like he has been or first round, you know, everybody's had a league where people drafted Patrick Mahomes in the first or second round. This is not that year. It should have never been that year, but people did it anyway, but I will still say I will take him anytime at his ADP right now. So uh, yes, he's missing Hill, but I think Hill will take more of a hit than uh, Mahomes will here. He's got two of thrown to him. Um, They're still going to need to win big games, especially with how competitive this division is now. And I think it's just going to be Mahomes day, especially with unfortunately two unproven running backs. Uh, I think everyone kind of can uh, assume that, uh, or really, you know, agree upon the terms that 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just not the guy. So really this running back room has kind of a shades of Fournette and Rojo last year, which is funny because Rojo's here now. Uh, they're both going in like that eighth, 10th round. Uh, you're grabbing them just to be like, I don't know which guy's going to do it. I stayed away from it. I wish I would have grabbed Fournette because I've always loved Fournette. Um, so I, I, I think I like Rojo more here, but honestly, I'm not convinced that Andy Reid, even without Hill, is going to switch to a full run heavy team. Um, I think this is going to be closer to a, a split workload more than people think. People, you know, those Clyde, Clyde believers and those Rojo haters or Rojo believers, whatever, flip flop those. Um, I'm done with Clyde personally. So I'm, I, if I'm grabbing anyone, it's going to be Rojo. Um, his, the current ADP is like eighth round for Clyde and 10th round for Rojo. So, I mean, you're getting either one as your like third, fourth running back, depending on it, how you went with your running back. So don't worry about that one too much because I think you're getting someone, if you're, if you're spending the price tag there in, in the eighth, ninth round, 10th round, 11th round, you're not, it's not worried as much. Like when Clyde Edwards Solaire was going to the second round, you don't want that. Wide receiver wise. Now this is where I think this is where you get your best value. Everyone knows Travis Kelsey's basically the tight end one. You can make the argument for Mark Andrews, insert other name here. But it's Kelsey, and with Hill gone, Kelsey's going to just continue to get peppered with targets. There's going to be a lot of 15-catch games here. Uh, but the wide receivers, in my opinion, Juju is right where his value should be. Right now, ADP is around 50, uh, wide receiver 25-ish. Um, so I think you're getting him right where he belongs. Uh, people forget that Juju is a good wide receiver. He had literally a continuing regressing Big Ben the last three years. So Juju, right where he belongs. The other three... Once again, this is late, so it's hard to argue against this. Sky Moore's at 80-something uh, in the in the 80s. And then we got Valdez Scantling and uh, Michael Hartman. They're all kind of right around the same spot. I think the one you want is MVS here. Um, he never really had a time to shine because Devontae Adams did everything on Green Bay. So Sky Moore, I, I think this is shades of a McCole Hardman, so I'm not excited about it. Like all the hype that's going into him, I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but I'm thinking this is going to be something in the future. Like I don't, don't, don't get too excited right away. Don't be like, Oh, he's going to have a huge year this year. 1200 AJ Brown, rookie, rookie season, Jefferson, rookie season. This is going to be a, it's a rookie. Like all rookies don't go out and get 1200 yards. So anyway, thoughts. Okay. I want to real quick. Um, the running backs, uh, Jarek McKinnon is back and he studded out. So that even muddies that stuff even more. Uh, I was able to land Jarek McKinnon in Dynasty. People pretty much dropped him. And, you know, with how he looked in the playoffs last year, crazier things have happened to see him kind of wrestle that job away. Um, you know, you got Isaiah Pacheco. I think I'm saying his name right. He's kind of an right, interesting seventh-round pick to throw in there. So the backfield's muddy. And, Josh, you nailed it. It's it's sketchy. Um, I wouldn't be confident going in though with any more than a wide or a running back three out of one of those guys. Um, obviously Clyde and Rojo would be the two I would choose there, but, but keep an eye on those other guys. I mean, people, as far as underdog goes, cause McKinnon's still at like 82 uh, for his position ranking. So you could do worse. We saw what he did there. And then wide receivers love me some MBS right now. The, the chiefs hype is taking over. He's, you know, going in the ninth round, ninth, 10th round at the moment. But we saw what Rodgers could do on those deep routes to him. You know, he'll drop a couple, but he will catch a couple, and he is a game breaker when that happens. So that's all I got to say. You pretty much nailed it. One thing I didn't say that I meant to say was really like what I feel this team is going to be is an overall well balanced machine. 
Mahomes is going to have rush yards. The running backs are all going to flip flop and do some weird stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not really like sold that Rojo is going to have the job or Clyde's going to have the job. I think it's going to be both 10 other people, five other, you know, Mahomes five. And then the wide receivers, like, I don't really know if any of them are going to be the one guy. I think that what Andy Reid's going into with this mentality is, you know what? We finally have a group of wide receivers. Let's use all of them. I think it's going to be, you're going to get those like eight point eight eight catch games for one guy. And then eight catches the next week for a different guy. Like it's not going to be the same guy every week in and out. I think Mahomes is pretty good about mixing the ball up and throwing to different guys. But the problem is nobody could catch the ball for him. So this year, if people can catch the ball, anyone who catches the ball, he's going to throw to. He's going to be on the run and just, here you go. So I made a bet with a steak dinner attached to it with one of my Mm. friends um, that the Chiefs would be a 55% run team this season. Do you all believe that that could happen, or would that be something that would shock you? It wouldn't shock me at all to see that. I, I would have to I would have to disagree. I would take the opposite side of that, but only because they're in such a competitive division. So they're gonna have to throw in games. And I don't think they'll be up as much. If if and when they're up, they're gonna run the ball and it'll probably be that fifty five percent. But when they're playing the Chargers or when they're playing Denver or a team that's gonna put up points against them, I don't know if they play Buffalo, we'll get into that in a second, but any team that's gonna Buffalo. put up yeah, so any team that puts I a chance against them, they're going to be throwing. I just feel like they're going to do more, and this is just my opinion. I just feel like this year they're going to do more grinded out, win 20-17 to 17 type of games, and I don't think there's going to be as much high-flying offense as as is expected. I just don't think that the, just the team that's built here does not feel like a high-flying offense to me. It feels like a team that it's still good, still solid offense. It's still going to get plenty of points, but – I think there's going to be plenty of 24 to 17, uh, 28 to 17, like that, those kind of games where it's not going to be 40 to 35. I just don't think that those are going to happen as much this year with this offense. And I, I don't think they want to win that way again. I don't think I, that that's how they want to handle it. I personally think that they need to switch to that anyway for Patrick Mahomes' health and just in general, like they lost, they did lose Terry Kill. Like that did happen. Like that's part of it. Yeah. I think what this Matt reminds Aggie me of. In the house. <clears throat> I think what reminds me, this reminds me of most is the Patriots, like at the end of Tom Brady era. Like it's not the most perfect team and it's not the like most flashy names. Like he doesn't have big wide receivers. He doesn't have Randy Moss anymore. He's got three, four guys who can go catch balls. So they're going to go catch balls, but at the same time, they're not, they're going to try to be smart about it. I think Andy Reid has learned his lesson about being so aggressive and putting the wear and tear on players and scoring 40 points a game doesn't help you. If you can go run the ball and run the clock out, that's the smarter move because you don't put that wear and tear on your players. So I, I, I do agree that run run will be heavy, but 55 is going to be hard. to. I By think it'll way, be right at I that just, 50 mark. I just want to make a PSA, and then I'm looking straight at the camera when I say this. When the Chiefs go out and sign Julio Jones, don't you dare. I was trying to put you don't on it. I'm sorry. I was no, 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 no. I, said, I was saying don't you dare think oh, that this offense go. suddenly got a massive bump in passing game because you just know the Chiefs are going to go out and sign somebody. And if it's Julio Jones, please, I'm telling every player out there that is going to play fantasy football, it's not going to change a whole lot. I promise you they're going to do something like this. It could be Odell, even though Odell's, I don't know, we were reading the thing today, he might not be back till December. But they're going to make some kind of move like that. And I promise you this, it's not going to change everything 
as much as you think. If it's Julio Jones, I know the Sports Center is going to put up a Pat Mahomes to Julio Jones uh, thing that like graphic that's going to be like who's stopping this or something like that. Just relax. I, I, they're going to add somebody. I think. I think that's going to happen. We just cannot overreact as a fantasy football community. I think it's a smart move, honestly. I mean, I do technically still have Josh Gordon. God knows what's going on with him. Um, so we'll see what actually happens here. I, I do. Sorry, I tried to, I tried to spotlight you, but it went to me for some stupid reason. So, um, yeah. Well, no, you I, uh, I do agree. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted to take the take the spotlight away from you, Bill. I think this is good for Patrick Mahomes, though. This is gonna, you know, he's had Tyreek, he's had Kelsey. This is gonna be good in his development as a an all-time quarterback just to show that what he can do without an insane weapon on the outside. So I think that'll grow. I think they spread around a lot, Josh. I think he nailed that one. I think so too. All All right, right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, IDP Army. Hope you guys and gals are enjoying the episode we have for you today. We want to take a little break and tell you about our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Use the link in the description or the code IDPARMY when you sign up. They're going to give you a deposit match bonus of up to $100. And you can play all kinds of sports on Underdog Fantasy, not just NFL. They have NFL, NBA, MMA, PGA. They have everything. If you're into any sport, they generally have something there for you. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. Go sign up for the Best Ball Mania 3 draft. That is their giant draft that they have every year. Best Ball draft. The winner of that this year is going to win $1 million. The total prize pool is $10 million. We've got content on the channel for it. We have episodes of the podcast for it. We have rankings for it. Go sign up for Underdog Fantasy. That's where we play best ball. Hopefully we will see you in a draft. Thanks, and now back to the show. Do not bring your kids. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All Josh, right. You want to well, talk about some defense real quick? Yeah, man? that's my that's my bad, guys. Like, we got carried away talking about the offense. We didn't even get into the defense. I, I was I was carried away. So you were feeling right. it. I like it. Oh well, I you know it is what it is. Anyway, um, so defensive wise on the Kansas City Chiefs because that's what we're still talking about. Um, my man Nick Bolton is going to have a stellar year, and where you're getting him right now, linebacker twenty four. He is someone that I'm targeting everywhere and every IDP thing I'm in sucks because I'm in too many leagues with you guys, Uh, but 112 tackles in his rookie campaign. And I imagine that hot streak is going to continue with it. Just a kind of okay ish defense. Uh, Willie Gay has once again, been the Clyde Edwards Hilaire of the defense. Uh, I think he'll do better. Uh, He's linebacker 60 ish right now. So you should be able to grab him pretty late and maybe bench stash. It Uh, could have some options. Uh, Chris Jones and and Frank Clark, I don't understand either one of these guys. They shouldn't be ranked. I think I think Chris Jones is ranked a little too high, in my opinion. I saw I, I saw some really conflicting rankings, so I'm not even going to say what I found. Uh, but Car Carfla Carloftus, uh, whatever his name is, uh, he is going to be a talent in the future. I don't know exactly. It's hard to get too hyped about rookies, um, but I think he'll have a role. And I think he'll be uh, he'll get that starting role from one of these guys. I, I mean, Chris Jones and Frank Clark can both play some defensive tackle too, so they might just run all three of them. Um, and then getting into defensive backs, Justin Reed has a, a small chance, a good chance to kind of fill that Tyron Matthew slot with the loss of him. 
Um, that hasn't been really a stellar safety in the past, but he is on a team that's going to score a lot of points, in my opinion, apparently not Billy's opinion. Um, so I think he should be able to be in position to make some big plays here just because of the high-powered offense and the high-powered scoring that will happen, and people are going to try to score on that okay-ish defense. So I think those are the people you want. Um, anyone else I missed? Anyone you're, you guys are excited about? Jerry Sneed. That's my guy. Well, he's not one of the guys I would take very quick uh, for a defensive back, but I I love Legereus Sneed's game, and I think that he two years ago he was quite the ball hawk, but last year kind of fell off a little bit more, but I think this year is the year where we finally see him get targeted enough to where he would make sense. Also want to throw out my boy Leo, Leo Chanel, who I think could easily take Willie Gay's spot as the starter, and I think that that's something throughout the season we should monitor, especially on your waiver wires, just put that little star next to his name, put him on the watch list, just because I think by week six or seven, when Willie Gay continues to do his Clyde Edwards-Hilaire type uh, momentum, we just slot Leo Chanel in there. They draft him in the third round for a reason, and I think he could be a, a sneaky ad. He's crazy athletic. Mm-hmm. Crazy athletic. I'm glad you're on the same train with me with Willie Gay. I felt bad for trash talking him, but I just haven't. No, seen no, him yet. you're right. And maybe this is the year that he's finally not the Willie Gay that we've seen so far. But as far as we've seen, I think Leo Chanel is going to get a shot at that time at that position uh, sooner rather than later. It's year. It's year three. Um, couldn't couldn't linebackers certain ones like Willie Gay have a wide receiver esque uh, ascent and in going into year three? <laughs> it could happen. On that one. Now I like you know you brought up Chris Jones if. If you have him in a, deep, a defensive tackle spot or DL spot, uh, he's he's awesome. So if you yeah, have him in there, got a defensive tackle spot for sure. But if not, yeah. I'm just I'm, if you're I'm looking kind of at an end spot. You know, if you have like a joint end or line spot, you definitely want to go with an end there. But he's very serviceable in that DT spot. I kind of forgot he was even a defensive tackle. I just I, I saw he was ranked really high. Maybe that's because because he's a defensive tackle and that was defensive tackle rankings. I was seeing so he just makes plays. He does, but it's just, it's not a fantasy relevant. You don't know when it's going to happen. Defensive right. line is really hard to predict, and it's really hard to pick the right one, in my yeah. opinion. It's like a Kenny Clark, man. You never, he's going to get two tackles or he's going to get eight in a sack. It's, you never know. Three, four stumbles. Not wrong. All right. Okay. Well, let's, go, let's go through the schedule. Unless, anyway, sorry, Bill. Well, let's say the over under for the Kansas City Chiefs is 10 and a half. This one's tasty, man. They got, uh, they got Cardinals. Chargers, Colts, Buccaneers, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Titans, Jaguars, Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders. Mm, there at the end, it got better, but oof. Who made the schedule? Goodell mm. hates the Chiefs. I mean, everybody Let's throw does. every good team at the Chiefs. Let's. Everybody mm, does hate the Chiefs in, in reality, and I really hate it because it's like they don't deserve the hate because they built a great team, and they didn't do the LeBron thing where they brought pieces, piecemeal of people. They literally built this team. They drafted this team. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a hard one. I want to go under. I'm going to go can, under. I think I went too. I think they get right at 10. 10 and 7 sounds right for this team. I'm going to take um, the over just because I've been a homer this whole time. So Yeah, and I, I get why. In, it's still Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. I don't want to – we can't just minimize that. It's just, man, you give them the Rams and then you give them the Bengals. Like, that's back-to-back weeks. It's just – 
that, that, that beginning schedule and is really going to make her. They also have like a, you know, they also have to beat each other up in the AFC West themselves. It's just, oh man. Like the, guys to talk about plans live on the air. Um, I know we were talking Josh about going to the Philly bears game, but uh, the bills play KC. Oh yeah. 16th. We did discuss this. We, uh, can we go to both? Let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to two Eagles games this year. At least, money so. bags. Hey, hey man. We're, we're raking in on this podcast, man. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Hey, go buy All some right. shirts, guys. Yeah, we need to find our trips to make trip to Kansas City. All right, Joe, take us to Vegas. You want to talk about the Raiders? All right, let's talk about. Hey, the hey, that's not cool. We're canceled now. No, oh, are we? That was a Gruden impression, right? No, it wasn't. It was Boomer from. Oh, okay. Sports God. It seemed, oh, it seemed Gruden-esque guys, so to me. I'm All right, now we're canceled. All right, I'll Gruden. just no. I'll just go ahead and get out of here. You guys do your thing. Have fun. <laughs> oh, so the Raiders finished up last year at ten and seven, snuck into the playoffs, lost to the Bengals. Um, they're a good team, I think. You know, with what happened to them last year, uh, with the Henry Ruggs, the Gruden, the I mean, take shit, throw it against the fan, and stick it at a wall because that is exactly what happened to this team last year. It's amazing that they were able to make it to the playoffs with the adversity that they faced throughout the year. Uh, this year, they pretty much cleaned house. They got Josh McDaniels as a coach, so we'll see his second second stint since the Broncos. I'm going to give the man a – I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. I think he does a lot better this time. They brought in Mick Lombardi as offensive coordinator. He was under Jim Har- Harbaugh for a long time, so I think we're going to see a lot of those bootleg-esque plays uh, that, you know – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill a secret here that Aaron Rodgers did so good with Devontae Adams with in Green Bay. Uh, I think that's kind of a match made in heaven. And then we got Patrick Graham on defense. He left the Giants last year. So we're going to get some really interesting schemes out of this team that we haven't seen um, recently. So they, yas, they, lost, yas, they lost Yannick Ngakwe. Yas, Queen. Um, <laughs> they gained Devontae Adams, Deron Harmon, and Chandler Jones. Those are all really solid additions to this team. Uh, Derek Carr, he is the 14th quarterback going off the board and underdog right now, but he almost threw for 5,000 yards last year. He had 14 picks and he only had 24 touchdowns. Derek Carr was still serviceable. He, you could definitely use him last year, but now we had Devontae Adams, who is a red zone machine. I expect those touchdown numbers to go up and up and up. Last year he had... You know, he had Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro is not much of a red zone threat. So when you add that red zone threat, you really open up this offense. So I love Derek Carr. Draft him. Get him as your quarterback. He's going into QB2 price. Wait really late in the draft and make him your QB1. We got Josh Jacobs, who is currently the running back 22. I've already talked about how he is a value right now. He is in the last year of his contract, so I expect him to pedal to the metal. I expect him to up his numbers up. He was used way more as a receiver last year. Again, Kenyon Drake was hurt for the last couple games. Uh, You know, he missed uh, six games there. But I like Josh Jacobs a lot. And if he keeps receiving the ball the way he did with some offensive line improvements, uh, I think RB22 is an absolute steal at the moment. Uh, Kenyon Drake played 12 games last year. He's kind of lightly used. I think we all expected a little bit more out of him. But he did battle an ankle injury for the entire season for the most part. So he's getting paid $8 million, and I expect a healthy dose of him with the new coaching staff 
He still made it out with 30 receptions last year and is running back 67 on underdog. You could do worse at the end of your draft. They also signed Brandon Bolden, who is everyone's favorite touchdown vulture. So I expect to see that uh, sprinkled in this year. And they added Zamir White in the fourth round from Georgia. He's def- He definitely has dynasty appeal. Um, Kenyon Drake and Jeff Jacobs are both going to their last uh, last year of their contracts. He's nothing special, but I do think he can be a bruiser in a redraft. I- I'm not going to take him. Um, Devonta Adams. My notes for Devonta Adams, guys. It's just all exclamation mark. It's all exclamation marks. I'm so excited about this. He is currently going at wide receiver five. Devontae Adams is a grown man, and he's going to a quarterback that he played in college with. Um, He's top three for me, for sure. I don't, you know, it's not much of a value two spots, but I think he's going to have a monster year. I don't see that much of a downfall from Green Bay. Uh, Hunter Renfro, we had 100 receptions last year, but he's not that red zone guy. We already talked about that. He is a PPR gem, though. So Devontae Adams on the outside, Waller lining up in the slot or the outside, and then you got Renfro. Slaughter outside. That is the short yardage receptions that we all love in a PPR. Darren Waller, tread lightly, America, on this dude. He's going as a tight end four. He's also 30 years old, and they added an absolute alpha in Devontae Adams. Darren Waller is no longer the star of this show here. So if you're going to take him at that spot, there's something wrong with you. I'm I'm avoiding him like the plague right now, but uh, let someone else take him. That's my only advice. They also added Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, and Mac Collins returns for a second season. What do you guys think about this offense? I have several things to say. Um, Please do. So, so I was waiting for this, Josh. I apologize ahead of time. I feel like I argued with argued with you last time I was here. So um, Waller, I will say, as the tight end four makes sense because there's not any talent below him. Um, this offense for fantasy purposes, I absolutely love the price tags. You're getting all of them. Cause you got Devonte Adams. Like you said, discounted Devonte Adams. Obviously it's not a huge discount, but it's a 10% off man. Take that 10% run with it. You're getting okay. him in the, and that, and that, honestly that back first round, like I would love to have like the eighth draft pick or the 10th draft pick, get Devonte Adams uh, in that little combo there. Um, but Waller, I think as long as you're getting him not in the beginning spread, you know how there's always those first two, three tight ends that get drafted right away. As long as you're not biting on that fourth one immediately, like if you're getting him in the fifth round, I'm cool with that. you got two running backs, two wide receivers. Sure. Grab yourself a Waller. Um, okay. So just off fantasy football for a second, I think everybody needs to slow their role on the Raiders. Just because they got Devontae Adams and, and Gokwe does not mean that they're they solved all their problems. They solved a problem that wasn't actually a problem because their offense actually was one of the better offenses in the league. They just got more scoring, which will help win games, but they are playing in arguably the toughest division. Uh, they're the worst team in the toughest division, even with <clears throat> upgrades, a middle of the pack defense, and they have absolutely no offensive line. So their run game will be relatively non-existent. I think Josh Jacobs will make do. He did a lot out of the out of the backfield last year, and I think he will continue to do so this year. Kenya Drake, they actually do have a lot of depth on the running back, which is really smart because all of these guys are getting injured because there is no one to block for them. So I like Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, and then Amir Abdullah even. I know he hasn't had a great career, but they got some depth there, which is great. Hopefully they make the final roster, but I am holding my breath on the Raiders for now. I just... 
I, we don't even know if the Davante Adams experiment is going to be great. I do. I, I think it will. It's going to be great. I think it will because no, of the chemistry. I'm not chemistry. even going to credit you with that point right there. That's fine. Awesome. That's fine. You can take that one and run with it all you want and ignore all the other facts that I just spit at you. But I'm just saying, we still have to see it first. Like this is, this is not Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but he is not Aaron Rodgers. So yes, there are probably more passing options than Rodgers has ever had in his career other than Devonta Adams and maybe back in when he first came in. But I want to see it before I believe it. I will draft these people in fantasy, but I'm just saying if you're a Raiders fan, just because you got Devonta Adams, do not get your hopes up yet. Like I want to see what, see what Devonta Adams has. And I want to see your offensive line and defensive line work because Max first, Crosby. All right. First of all, whoa. Just, just chill. It was a lot. I'm they sorry. Beat, was, they beat uh, the Chargers to get into the playoffs last season. So, like, it's not like they didn't just finish second in the division. I realize the other two teams made upgrades, but you know they they did do the damn thing last year. So let's just let's just relax a little bit. Um, second of all, all aboard the Josh Jacobs train. This is the last year of his contract, they're going to run him into the dirt, and I, I I hate that that for him because that's not how you know it should be. But he is going to get so many touches this season. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be without injury or something like that, but they're not going to pick his – they didn't pick his option up. They're going to run him into the ground. So I would say anybody who is looking for that RB2 that they can take in the third or fourth round and feel comfortable with, I think that that is going to be uh, Josh Jacobs this year because there it's a little bit lower risk than you would think because they're not saving him for anything. They're going to wear him out so that when he goes to the next team, he's not going to be at the same level. So – I'm all aboard the Josh Jacobs train. And did Devontae Adams suddenly get bad at football? Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. He was throwing for 500-yard games, like, what, two years ago? Like, he's fine. This whole team's going to be okay. They're probably, you're right, still last in the division. But considering the rest of the division, that's really not that big of a deal. And I still think they could be better than Denver, but that's just me personally. Well, that, that is that is true. If anyone's going to be worse than them, it's going to be Denver. Uh, but right. my, sorry about my Raiders rant, but I just want to tell you where. Oh. Or no, no, I want to hear your guys' guess on where their offensive line ranks in the league. Out of I mean, it was teams. bad last year, but it's they still third. did the thing. Like they bottom started. third, bottom three. They right. could, they and they the were a right. play away from beating the Bengals. Like literally, that's where we're. we're, what I we're under, talking about I understand. Here. I understand that they're a decent team, but that, that offensive line is not one injury to one of the Weatherwood, maybe even like I don't even know if he's okay. They're going to go one. from bottom three to what bottom one. It didn't matter last year. That's what there's I'm, only that's what I'm one saying. direction to go, and that's literally uh, you can't only fix. Go and this this has nothing to do with fantasy football. And I apologize because I know this is a fantasy football podcast because I think. Devontae Adams will be fine fantasy-wise. Renfro will even be fine. Waller will be fine. I'm not sure about Jacobs. I think he could be, but this offensive line is going to determine it because if they have what the Eagles had three years ago, you got some trouble coming. Isn't it worse? If bottom three, how about where the we Eagles were, two years? We were because we injured all of our entire offensive line was injured. Yeah, no, that's where we were. Bottom three. And weren't they there last year? That's what no, you just no, said? No, I said it was it was two, three years ago. Whenever no, we, no, I'm uh, saying whenever everyone thought. You guys also uh, I don't didn't believe have so. any wide receivers so. on the outside to take any pressure. I understand. There, I understand so. that. I'm just saying, offensive no. line is no going one to here is saying that the Raiders are going to be great or good or anything. But for fantasy, we're drafting them and we're exactly. loving the value we're getting on them. I'm the game, one thing this trying... team has that they did not have last year is depth. And you just want fa- Raiders fans good. to relax, and I think they understand. Yeah. They still have Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the division. I don't think they're. I don't think so. I think they're getting their hopes up. I'd get my hopes up if I got Devontae Adams on my team. I would too, to be just as about the same as we were last year. Maybe a little bit better, and that's 
probably within reach. I don't the Packers know. made the biggest mistake ever. They sure as hell did. In the second round, getting a first and a second round pick for Devontae Adams in it's his prime. That's dumb. All right. Since I anyway. went on this rant and tirade, can we talk about, uh, can we throw a little bet out there? Because I'll, I'll take a under on Devontae Adams being a top five wide receiver if anyone wants it. Yes, please. I'll take it. All right. Defense. Chandler Jones, 10 and a half sacks in Arizona last year. He is a huge upgrade over Yannick. And you partner him with Max Crosby, who had eight sacks last year. They're going to get a ton of pressure on the opposing offenses. So I really like what they did there. They have Blyle Nichols, who they took from the Bears, who was a solid defensive tackle. He was, he'll do some work there for him. So I really like the front of this line or the uh, defense here. They brought in Jayon Brown from Tennessee. Him and Divine Dablo will uh, will cover the middle of the field there. Dablo still has DB ranking on sleeper. So if you're on sleeper, you're drafting him. They are going to play a ton of sub packages, and he he played safety. He's all over the field, and he is a really valuable dude to have at a linebacker spot. So they got Trayvon Morig. He was awesome last year. Uh, played every snap, I think. He'll be back, but he is a free safety. The guy I'm really excited about is Jonathan Abram. I think they're going to do everything in their power to put this man in room to succeed, get him in a place to succeed. So Graham runs a lot of five defensive backs, and one of those defensive backs is free to prowl through the middle of the field there. That is Jonathan Abram. I expect a growing season from him and a good season. They also traded... Yannick to get Rocky Sin, who I think is a solid cornerback, is going to lock up the side of that defense. I really like what they did with this defense. I mean, they pretty much have every ex-Ram. They got Kenny Young and Micah Kaiser back there to uh, to provide depth at linebacker. I'm excited to watch this team grow. They're interesting. I was excited to get the Raiders on this poll because I wanted to dive into that team a little bit more. And they're just going to be fun to watch. They're going to be fun to watch grow a little bit. Yeah, they should be as good as they were last year, I would say. Uh, Chandler Jones did get like four or five of those sacks in one game of the 10. So that kind of stinks. From my, it is still 10, still counts all the same, but it is it was one game that got half of it. He also did not have Max Crosby on the other side. He did not. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing for Chandler Jones. I'm just saying, you know, you see the 10 sacks, you the, the context of it matters a smidge. But he's think- still a fine player. He's, he's a little older, but... As far as taking him this year year in your redraft IDP leagues, I think you're fine. It, he's going to be okay. I think he's a bit over the hill. I don't think he's getting to 10. Josh, you hate the Raiders. We get it, man. No, actually, I think it really helps Mac, <laughs> Max Crosby, which is phenomenal. No, I actually like the Raiders. I was born in Oakland. I should like the Raiders, although they did leave us, so fuck them. But uh, nah, there it I, is. I, I just, seems like seems like hate to me. It's not even that. It's just I I just want to pump the brakes real quick because there's a chance that this team is a dumpster fire. I understand that the troubles they went through last year. It could be a dumpster fire. Honestly, the season would be a success if they just didn't have any shit happen. <laughs> that's honestly like true. if they just that's, went 500 and nothing happened and everyone went home, we'd be we'd be pretty pleased. Everyone got that. to go home. That is a good point. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to the. Let's all right, no, okay. So over under eight and a half for the Raiders. All right, so we got Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs. Then we got Texans, Saints, Jaguars, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, and the Chiefs. Oof. I think it's very doable. So, yeah, I was about at eight. Um, that was, that was tough ending. 
There was there's a lot of middle middle of the pack teams that we haven't heard yet, like the Steelers. Like, what if the Steelers are great? Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's why I I had them down as a maybe, but then I heard like the Texans. I think the Patriots are going to be awful this year. I think that's easily winnable. But Bill okay. Belichick versus former coaches. Bill Belichick wins those matches, so maybe you got that in play. I'm, you know, I, I feel like know. I'd be doing a disservice to the listeners if I didn't take the under. So I'll that take would be whole, it. Would be <laughs> hilarious if you went over. <laughs> I'll take the over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I take I'll take time. the under here. I I might eat this one, but I I do I think nine wins is possible for them, but. There was a lot of middle of the pack teams, and if anything I said was true, aka that offensive line not holding out, it could be a bad time. There's a lot of pass rushers they're going against. Joe, over. Okay. Eight and a half is pretty low. Sorry, Joe. I don't mean to disagree with you every week. Hopefully next week. week. I'm just doing. It's just gonna be eight. Like I just think it's gonna be like eight and nine. That seems. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe everything goes right, and they end up at ten and seven. Like they have to beat for it. They every have other to team beat in this division. Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Chargers to really at least split those games. Which I think really... they'll I think that's easily splittable. I think they'll get think one they'll of the Denver. four. I think they I win. think they'll get one of the four and then Denver probably probably three out of six in division. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Then they only have to win well, they just win six more games. I don't know. Anywho, let's move on to the Denver Broncos. So we were supposed to have Jordan here to talk about the Denver Broncos, but we fired him. Well, no, we uh, just went a different direction as far as he's just not here this week. It's fine. We're going to handle this. So I will take the offense. I know that you all are probably going to be like, well, what the hell? Why do you get it? I haven't talked in a while. So we're going to start. Hold out on. I'm going to take the offense. And I'm, I yeah, I'm not shocked. Let's talk about the Eagles. Hey, they have <laughs> Travis. They have Travis Fulgham on this team. Remember when he was an Eagle a couple years Wait, ago? Wait, Fulgham's there? They win. For sure. Exactly. So anyway, starting off the wide receivers, we got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and uh, the often forgotten about but needs to be mentioned, Tim Patrick, uh, winding up this wide receiver core. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I think, is your guy this year. I think Russell Wilson and him could build that chemistry easily. Uh, Joe is going to continue to pound the Jerry Judy is lazy, uh, you know, until it goes. And that, that take is going to get pounded in the ground, I'm sure, this season. But there's a chance that they use him in um, a Tyler Lockett role, which would be very intriguing, very tasty. And thought uh, about that. What? I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, there's a chance. I, I, I just, I don't know how Russell Wilson's gonna. But if he is smart, he will do that with them. So I think those wide receivers are good. They've got plenty of depth at wide receiver too. It looks like they're probably gonna have to cut a couple of them. But uh, we'll just get to the main himself, Russell Wilson. So he moves from Seattle down to Denver. Um, it was one of the bigger moves of the off season. We don't know what Russell Wilson's got left in the tank. I'm not going to lie. He had a very disappointing end to the season in Seattle. Uh, it was perplexing at times, to say the least, um, watching him play um, some of those games and kind of seemed like he kind of forgot DK Metcalf was out there. Maybe he thought he was on a different team. Like It was very strange to watch. Uh, but this is a chance for him to get back in. He's got a perfect running game behind him with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. We all were hoping for the Javante Williams uh, bell cow back. He's going to get the lion's share of the workload. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but I still see it leaning more towards Javante Williams. I just don't see – I mean, Melvin Gordon was still fine last year, and I think him being there only muddies the waters for fantasy picks, but I still think Javante Williams is the one you want on this team. And I, I got to interrupt he... you here. I was going to wait, but I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bill. I'll let you go after this, but Javante Williams is the man. There is a reason 
that Melvin Gordon was signed way later is because they couldn't find someone that would compliment it well. They went, okay, Melvin Gordon's still there, sure. They are giving Javante Williams the reins. Melvin Gordon will have a role, yes, but that's a good thing. You want This is a two-running-back game we're in now. Javante Williams is still the man in Denver on running, running back. And like you said, we don't know what Russell Wilson's got in the tank left. So Javante Williams is the man here. I just I had to interrupt there. What uh, I, round do you feel comfortable taking Javante Williams? What like if you were at, if you were a pick, let's say seven of the second round, would you take Javante Williams? Like I 19, do. I do 19? not like his ADP. I was hoping his ADP would reflect this Melvin Gordon signing. I do agree that his ADP is a little high. Fortunately, I own Javante Williams in like every freaking league I'm in. So. Um, I, I will say I, I, I don't like his ADP for that matter, but I think that the risk is outweighs the reward here or the reward outweighs the risk. My apologies. Okay. So I mean, I, th- I, I don't think you're wrong. I really don't. Honestly, the running back falls off after once we get to Saquon Barkley, basically, which is like the eighth running back or so. And yeah. you're really taking a risk on anyone at that point. And this is still a run heavy team. I still think like the problem is you just, I think everyone out there just needs to manage expectations. Melvin Gordon is there. Melvin Gordon is going to steal some of the work. It, it's not always going to be, you know, a Jonathan Taylor esque week for Javante Williams. There will be plenty of weeks like that. I, I guarantee you, you'll be happy more often than being unhappy with how that works out for Javante. Well, Williams, the thing but... about them last year, even they both scored 10 points every game pretty much. So you're yeah. getting that. They're one of the most consistent running back duos you can get. It's just so. the problem last year I just was. I don't think this is the year for Javante. I don't think I mean, it's a Jonathan. I, Melvin Gordon looks really good still. I mean, he's he's up there in age. I know he's twenty nine, but he looked really good. I think we're a year away still. Yeah, I, I agree. I would I have to agree. I don't. I, I still think he's a top ten running back though. I think that that's one of the things that people don't realize. Mm, I understand. I understand the yeah, the worries. Feels a little rich, but I, I okay, okay. But let's Tim Patrick's your wide receiver too. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, well, that's the Jerry Judy hate coming through. But before oh, man, we you did call that by the way, Bill. Sorry, continue. We'll, before we'll we get up. to that, I'm just saying Albert O is the tight end one there. I, I I love that every fantasy analyst loves Albert O. I personally don't, and it just won't be that way for me. I will not, I will not be taking him. I don't think Russell Wilson utilizes the tight end properly. I just never will. I, I just will. I, the thing is, and maybe this is just my deep seated hatred coming through, but ever since like he underutilized, in my opinion, Jimmy Graham back in the day when he went from the Saints, where he was perfect with Drew Brees, to when he got to there, got to Seattle, and we were like, oh, Russell Wilson throws a lot. Jimmy Graham's going to be great there. And it just never lived up to like the hype that we had during that summer when he got traded. I think that's just always stuck with me. So I'm not hyping Albert O just from that deep-seated hatred of a thing that happened, what, 15 years ago? But still, I just I can't do it. I, I have to. I have to. Uh, are you actually done? I'm sorry. I no, 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 that was it. Tight end was the last position. So I have to 100% agree with you on the Albert O train. Um, I And I'm going to get some words in before Joe hates, just throw some slander around Jerry Judy. Uh, but Albert O... I don't know why everyone got so hyped about him. Number one in general, Russell Wilson has hated tight ends like his entire career. He never uses them. He had, he had Gerald Everett last year. He had some pretty serviceable pieces in the past who had a couple good weeks here and there, but that was when he didn't have wide receivers. If he ever used tight ends, that was his fallback option. He had Tyler Lockett. He had DK Metcalf. He had thousands of other receivers before that. Um, 
I don't understand Alberto. And then they sign, they draft a guy like Dulcich who can be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think he's going to be, I'm not drafting Dulcich right away, but in no. dynasty, absolutely go pick him up. He's probably on your waiver wire or at least like some guys got him and they don't know what they have. So I, I just don't get so excited about the Alberto train that, that graphic we saw by PFF or whoever it was with the little, the slander Wait, number of him five. Being, he was number like five or six. And it was like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. No, Insane. there are I'm glad so the market has corrected the Alberto. He's going Thank to God because it got right now, crazy which... there for a minute where he was yeah. being considered a top eight tight end. And I it's mean, there's, just, it there's was all hype players when these trades are made that, you know, they just continue to go well, up. No offense left. That's least... what it was. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, at least the market corrected itself, and we're not going to go into August. We're hearing people hyping Alberto as a top eight, top I, seven. I think end. Noah Fant in Seattle will still have a better year than Alberto will with Russell Wilson. That's a that is a thing I think is a fact. Noah Fant's more talented than Alberto. Yeah, I uh, I just it's hard for me to get behind it, but I will say on the train of uh, Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson is my. Matt Stafford this year and not in the fact that he'll do exactly what Matt Stafford did last year. I'm saying Matt Stafford is always at the back 10 of quarterbacks. So in any league that I'm not drafting one of the big guys or one of the middle guys, I am getting myself Russell Wilson and actually pairing with Matt Stafford because he's right there as well in that 10, 11 mm-hmm. spot or like Aaron Rodgers or whatever. Like you, Russell Wilson's going to be a great QB one or two, like that little flip flop. Cause who knows what will happen? I will not start him week one, 100%, because I want to see what's going to happen first. But I love Russell Wilson and where he's going because that QB 10 that Jalen Hurts last year was the perfect, that's a league winner because you had a QB four for like 80% of the year and you got him for nothing because everyone else already drafted their guys. So mm-hmm. I love the Russell Wilson. I'm and glad then- you compared Russell Wilson to Matt Stafford because – I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Tim Patrick and Russell Wilson connection is going to be the breakfast club of this year. Oh, shit. That we are not talking oh about. God. Oh, oh, my shit. God. You can, this... go, you can go over it, man. I don't know why you people like No, I love Tim. I love Tim Patrick, I, but you just hate I Jerry I always Judy. remember Tim Patrick. No, I don't hate Jerry Judy. I just don't. I think he's on thin ice. I think, you know, first of all, with, with Russell Wilson, I think we saw a guy in Seattle that was just done with that organization. And he was not playing the way he should have been playing uh, just because he was done. And I think he comes to the Broncos and he's got new life under him. And then he sees some lazy dude, some diva like Jerry Judy running around out there, quitting on routes, not even trying for 50, 50 balls because he doesn't like Bridgewater and Locke. I think he's on thin ice now. And I think Tim Patrick has shown time and time again that he is reliable. He has all the talent that Jerry Judy has. I, I think he's your new breakfast club. I, I think you could be right about that. It, it, possibly. I like Tim Patrick. They signed him back to the team. So you know that he's going to be somebody that they're looking forward to uh, meaning something to that team. I still think Cortland Sutton's the guy you want on this team. I'm just going to go into the season thinking that for now. And I, I, I think that that's, I, this offense is going to be good. I just don't know how good it's not. I'm not as excited as like the chiefs. I'm willing to take dart throws because they have Mahomes. Chargers, definitely not as exciting as that. Maybe not even the Raiders because they have Devontae Adams. I just don't know how exciting excited I'm going to be for this uh, um, I'm I am excited for this offense. I don't know what's going to happen is the biggest question because we don't know what Russell Wilson's got left in the tank, and we don't know what Jerry Judy, if he can actually be that guy. Like I, I will give Joe credit. 
he he was lazy, but honestly, I would be too because I'm not trying to get injured for Drew Locke throwing a <laughs> crappy ball to a defensive <laughs> back when you're th- you have three wins after 12 games. So. Fair enough. Okay, let's get on to the defense. Joe, you want to take it? Yeah. Um, I mean, we get a healthy Bradley Chubb for the first time in God knows when. So we'll He's see him. Yeah, you'd think, right? So him and Ray, they added Randy Gregory. So those two should create some chaos on the outside there. Um, Josie Jewell's back and healthy. The linebacking core will always confuse me. Jonas Griffith actually looks pretty good at the end of the year last year. And we know they have a rock-solid um, defensive back. They got Darby, uh, Justin Simmons, Pat Sertain looked awesome last year. And then uh, Kareem Jackson to fill the strong safety role. But so there's a lot of question marks on this defense here. Um, Josh, I'm going to put this one on a tee for you. Tell us about ex-Eagles star Alex Singleton. Oh, man. I'm so glad you asked because I was going to talk about it. So I'm an Eagles fan, if anyone is just now first out listening. Oh, really? I apologize. Yeah, no, I've only mentioned him like three times. Joe tried to bring up the Bears, and I was shut that shit down. Yeah, um, no, so Singleton's a terrible linebacker, but he's really good at tackling the guys who have already been hit. So that's <laughs> literally 90% of his tackles last year, and he had a lot of them. Um, so I am excited for Singleton because this defensive line is kind of a ragtag, honestly. Um, yes, they have Bradley Chubb. They have some other big guys out there, but they're not, there's no, there's no writable names here. You got Randy Gregory, who's had problems at Dallas. So there's gonna be a lot of guys hitting guys. And then he's going to be like, Oh shoot, sweet free tackle. I don't know much about Jonas Griffith. I'll be honest. Uh, but I think Alex Singleton will sign that role just out of sheer talent alone. He is an athletic uh, person. He has some athleticity, as some of us might say, at offensive points. Um, and then that's secondary. I don't think I even need to mention Justin Simmons. That man is a monster among mm-hmm. safeties. Uh, Kareem Jackson and uh, I don't know Kwan Williams, but Kareem Jackson's a good uh, little backup s- a safety there. And then Pat Sertain, we're hoping for a healthy season. We love seeing these young guys come out there and I love the the second guys, Pat Sertain the second, Asante Samuel Jr. So hopefully we'll get some action out of these guys. But it's a, it's a ragtag team. I'd say they're right right around middle of the pack. Bradley Chubb being healthy is one of the coolest things in the world because honestly I forgot about that man as a whole. So hopefully a healthy season for Bradley Chubb. I, he might be a guy that you could target in uh, a dynasty league right now. Honestly, if Dude, he's you know, probably essentially free. Um, he probably is, and he had he's he's one of those guys where he has the chance to pop, but you know he might not ever be fully healthy again. That could also be a you know something that happens. So, um, all right. Throw. Before before we move on to the uh, over under, I just wanted to mention that there is a player on this team that's special to one person on this podcast, and that is Brett Ripian. He is the third string quarterback for the Denver Broncos currently, and. Josh, I just I know you're a fan of Brett Ripian, so I just wanted to make is sure it is know. it Ripian? I um, always thought it's pronounced differently. Well, I I don't remember. Um, you say one mistake, and every people don't forget, man. They're like fucking elephants forget. in this room. Uh, all right, if you if you're new to the program, sorry, that's an inside joke from like the third episode of this podcast. Go listen ever. to the fifth episode or whatever the fuck yep. it was. And it was a hilarious mistake, and Josh will never forget it. Neither will we. So the Denver Broncos over under is ten. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna need to hear these rattled off before I even make a bold. Week one, thing. we get the Russell Wilson revenge game. Hell oh, yeah, that's number one. In Seattle. That's, a dub. that's a dub. We got the Houston Texans, the San Francisco 49ers, the Vegas Raiders, 
Then we get the Colts, the Chargers, the Jets, the Jags, the Titans, the Raiders, the Panthers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Ah, man. I got to eight. I think I had seven or eight there because I wasn't sure about a couple of them. They got some real softballs in there. They do have some softballs. We're going to start throwing one. Jacksonville play everybody this year. It feels like it. it Everybody in the AFC, like at least. Are they playing 32 games? How did so they get a bad? How did they get a bad schedule? Like they had what was the worst record in the league, right? How did they get the worst schedule? I don't. Perplexing, I guess. Poor AFC wow. South, man. I'm gonna take the under here, and Me it's too. only because I don't know what Russell Wilson still has. I, I, I'm excited for the new opportunity for him, but man, has he looked bad the last couple of years. I know he's been injured and he's had some some situations with Seattle and that team just never did anything. But he really fell off a cliff a couple of years back and it just never came back to him. So he was fantasy relevant. I love him for fantasy, but for like wins, I could see some I could see some Chargers esque losses here. I'm going under as well, Joe. Um, this one's tough. I don't trust their defense at all, and especially in this. Uh... This conference, you kind of or this division, you really need defense. Um, mark me forever. I love Russ. Over. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a show. I just couldn't see it since it's an even ten. If it was nine and a half, I think I'd take it. But I think that even ten hurts me because I could see them pushing. I could be right. Okay, so that's the AFC West. Um, let's just talk the playoffs real quick for this division. I think we can safely say the Chiefs and Chargers are probably in no matter what. Um, it's the, I guess the problem here is the Raiders and the Broncos. I, I don't know if either of, I mean, eight and nine and nine and eight is going to be a or ten and seven are really going to be popular this year. I think. Um, I think the Dolphins have a chance to get that sneakily, even though I don't, I don't think this might happen. The Jets could get to ten and ten, seven, nine and eight this season. I know that you know you're going to win it being the jets but it, it, there's a chance that they could do it. The AFC South is screwed. They're not Tennessee I I love Tennessee to death. I don't think they're going to get there. Um and then the AFC North has four teams. I mean maybe not the Steelers but if the Browns have Watson this year, Ravens, Bengals, I mean there's somebody that's not going to get into these playoffs. And I guess I went into this division thinking that maybe all four of them but is there a chance that they only get two in? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think AFC East and South are pretty much ones going in, and then AFC North and AFC West are really battling for those last three spots. Yeah, I mean, so, the, I still think the Dolphins are worth... I don't. I understand. The, I, I understand, but I... I, I mean, after this exercise, we've we got some good results on the Colts. We know the AFC North teams are going to be in there. The Bills, obviously, are penciled in. This division, I mean, this is, you know, there's... 10, 11 solid teams in this division here. Yeah. It, it's this conference that it's gonna are be all going to be battling it. Looking yeah. forward to getting to the NFC next week. Are we taking a break? Are we still getting back in NFC after this? No, we're getting back no. straight at it. Breaks. What are you talking we about? We don't take breaks. Are we all, finishing with the NFC? We're starting points. with them. I can all talk about guess, this. No breaks. We start NFC East next week? Oh, ho, ho. 
Get ready, guys. That is I'm going to miss that one because that's going to be a three-hour pod. So that's about Oh, saying. yeah, guys, get ready. If you guys are tuning in next week, it's going to be a long one. Or if okay, you Josh, just you, just next do, you come in on Tuesday and do the Eagles pod, and then Billy and I will cover the rest. <laughs> no, I need you guys. I need you guys to keep me sane. It's I can't. I need you guys, Billy. I, I need him. I need to interrupt him, and then Joe. I need to argue with you. It's just that it's kind of the thing we got going. Well, right apparently, now. I'm the interrupter. It's not you. Okay, so just before we leave, I just want to talk this out with the AFC as a whole, real quick. So the Bills, Colts, Bengals, Chargers, Chiefs. Those are the five I think we can all safely say are going to get in. Um, four from winning their division, and then either Chiefs or Chargers are going to get in. So that leaves the Steelers, Broncos, Dolphins, Raiders, Titans. Who are those last two spots going to? I don't think it's going to be the Titans unless Malik Willis has a Lamar Jackson esque sophomore year. Um, you say Colts? Yeah, yeah Colts, Colts are going to win the AFC yeah. South, so they're yeah. going to get they get an automatic. Um, but the Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins, Raiders, Titans. This is assuming Watson's not playing because I think the Browns would be in there too. I'm going to have to just take playing. the Browns out because I, I thought we talked about it in their beginning of their season was pretty tough. And it looks like even if he only gets suspended for games instead of years, uh, six games is going to hurt them a lot. So, so, I mean, if you break it down like this, it really is. If we're going to mark out the Titans for sure and probably not the Steelers, then you're leave, left with it's Steelers. No, I would say Steelers. Raiders, Broncos. Those oh, are I the bottom. Put, damn it. I didn't put Ravens in there. Yeah, the Ravens are so in for sure. Probably Ravens, and then between, it's between the Broncos, Dolphins, and Raiders. Yeah, I think that's the last slot right there. And it, honestly, Broncos, it could be right. any of those teams. I think I like the Broncos more than the Steelers. Yeah, so, man, so our seven, a, our seven playoff teams would be the Bills, Colts, Bengals, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens, and either the Broncos or... Steelers, Steelers, Raiders, Raiders are still in the conversation to be fair. It's like, it's just that, that last spot I think is going to be tough. Like I don't, these are all teams that are worth making the playoffs. And meanwhile, someone from the NFC East is going to eke out the seventh spot. Yes, probably so. But okay. So that wraps the AFC. Um, Next week we dive straight into the NFC. We'll get back on to the hat conference which should be a, a little bit easier to win than the afc but we'll, we will see so follow us at offensive points on twitter follow joe at op joe with two e's follow at josh stl follow at ombre vendor on twitter as well um also go to our etsy store i think it's backslash uh semi-pro fantasy and buy a shirt we'd love to love to have people supporting and then also go to nfl games you. And then also go to go to YouTube, type in the IDP army and please subscribe. Uh, we have video clips from all of our podcasts on there. If you want to watch these with our faces, maybe not where we have faces for podcasts. We have some pretty that. great facial expressions going on throughout this whole time. And then we have also other videos on there as well. Jordan does videos all the time. Um, and then most of the podcasts that we have on the feed also, if they're short enough, we'll make it on there as well. Um, so, Without further ado, Joe, get us out of here. Guys, thanks for riding with us. We will see you next week, and we will learn all about Jack Anderson, the third-string right guard for the Philadelphia Eagles. I look forward to it. So will you. Good night. Can't wait to talk about Jack. <laughs>